Friends and folks, and welcome to Oops More Anime, the podcast where, da- damn it, we just keep watching anime. Uh, I'm Six Devar from Scanline Media. I'm joining me. You, you seem like you're, you're ready. Go I'm for. ready, you baby. It. It's Alan Ibrahim from Chats and Scanline Media. Hello. And I'm Harry, uh, real life Ichigami. Yes, welcome to the show, Harry. Uh, most recently, Oops, more anime has sort of exclusively meant Alan and I complaining about uh, Gundam Witch from Mercury, but it's intended to be just any time we want to talk more about a thing, right? Um, and way back in the day, we covered Kaguya-sama's Love is War, Season 1, first three episodes, um, and I kept watching it, and I'm here with two other people who kept watching it. Well, that's technically a lie, because I haven't watched any of it. I, I watched the first episode. And I read all of it, because I'm a sicko who likes reading manga. But you watched this film we're about to talk about. I did. So you watched, you kept watching it. There you go. You meet the technical definition. Yeah, so there was recently a, uh, a film, uh, The First Kiss That Never Ends. Obviously, Kaguya-sama loves where The First Kiss That Never Ends. Um, came out December 2022 in theaters for a very brief period in the U.S., and uh, none of us went to go see it, because... There's limited availability and also theaters during a pandemic that despite the CDC being shitheads is not actually over. Um, so we finally got to watch it when it got put up in fragments as episodes, as a four episode little arc on Crunchyroll. And uh, yeah, as, as people who are appreciators of the series, we're here to talk about it. So first of all, Kaguya-sam, Love is War. Overall, as a, as a, as an experience up until this point, how do you feel? Uh, yeah, I uh, I've been on Oops All Anime talking about the show, I believe, right? Haven't we done episodes? I don't remember. Things? I feel like I've talked into a microphone about the show. Long story short, Seems plausible. Started it, was surprised at how much emotional depth it had and how genuinely laugh out loud funny it was. Combining those two things is like my favorite shit. So I kept watching it. Um. And it is a warm and funny and relatable in a lot of ways. And, uh, yeah, I've just kind of, like, stuck with the anime. I haven't touched the manga. I, did, I think it only recently became available on Shonen Jump, if I'm not mistaken. Um, before that, it was, like, a you got to go on the, the special websites to find it. The special websites where I read Berserk, for example. Uh, it's... Yeah. <sighs> Shonen Jump app is one of those things, right? That like $4 a month or $5 or whatever, however much I'm paying, I don't remember, um, <laughs> that I'm giving them is like, it is kind of like the the Spotify moment, right? Where it's like, oh, this is so convenient. I just, it's suddenly all the other ways I've read manga until now feel so incredibly inconvenient. <laughs> right. Like, why would I download the sketchy or go on the sketchy website that doesn't format well to my tablet or read on a desktop browser when I could just use Shonen Jump? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I never. Oh, it is on. Uh, yeah, it's totally all the way on on the Shonen Jump app now. It's so you, not all the way uh, completed, as 
Uh, if you don't know, Kuguya-san oh. ended around last year or two years ago. Oh, it only has the first 285. It's not caught up, you're saying? Yeah. Well, it's like two. Yeah, I think 285 is the end of it. So I don't think they've translated the entire thing. Oh, yet. it's on 251. Excuse me. Anyways, okay, yeah. moral story. I love the anime. I love the characters. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big romantic sap also. So when it does get serious, I'm also like, oh, my heart. That's what I got. And as perhaps you could tell just there, we also have the actual expert here. Oh. Uh Hey Harry, you you are actually the you're actually the one, right? I am the, the one, one in twenty one like, and one Brock Lesnar. More like Jet Li the one, but yeah. Oh, all right. Pick your variety of one. Yeah, you have have read all the manga, right? Yeah, and I keep telling everyone to read the manga because it's really well, it's really good. Uh, there's a lot of little bit of moments out there that are like really flushed out in the manga that aren't in the anime. One of my favorites is Ishigami saying. Uh, why does like explaining to like the the couple like why does my girlfriend hate me and he's incredibly cynical about it but yeah uh i read the entire manga highly give it a recommendation i was really looking forward to this adaptation of the ice kukuya arc so to say Mm -hmm. um so this this comes into like this movie is just a direct sequel to the third season of the anime just a continuation from there um obviously as as noted and as probably just a logical guess another adaptation of the manga um where they've already had the the climax at the end of season three where they have their first kiss and it is basically it is about as all out in the open as you would expect for how that show has gone until now Mm -hmm. um but now what do you do after that right um and essentially this arc mostly consists of in the wake of realizing like Kaguya didn't have a lot of context for how aggressive she was there. Mm-hmm. And in in the wake of realizing that, sort of shrinking fully back into her, her cold shell, um, as, as mentioned, like, the show refers to her as Ice Kag- Kaguya, her sort of more harsh, aloof persona, mm-hmm. and trying to make that a part of her relationship with Miyuki as well. Hmm. It's right at the jump. I was surprised. Well, actually, no, not right off the jump. At the jump, we get, like, 20 straight minutes of comedy. The whole first part is just, like, gags. and But mm-hmm. it does a good job of setting up the idea of personas uh, in this film. Like, Kaguya and... Uh, uh, what's the fucking guy? Shiragane. Miyuki? Miyuki Shiragane, sure. yeah. Uh, Kaguya and Miyuki both have this, like, self that they want to be for the other person. Like, self that could fall in love with somebody. And it's in contrast to the person who they feel like they really are. They have they contain multiple selves. Like, actually getting into different theories of that stuff in a way that's very, like, funny and uh, easy to understand. But, like, actually surprisingly nuanced. Even for this show, which is already really smart. Um, and one of Kaguya's, like, main personas is represented as, like, a chibi version of her. Which... I'm obsessed with the way that they describe this, by the way. Uh, I feel like we should give an overview, by the way, of like what Kaguya-sama Love is War is about. Do we need to do that at this point or no? Before we get into the I meat and potatoes. Guess. I mean, I, I feel like no one's going to show up for this who doesn't know. But There's two um, high school students. They're both really successful in school. They come from different walks of life. They love each other, but they don't want to be the one to say it because they feel like they're going to... It's like a saving face sort of thing. And they're both really shy about showing their emotions. They have a bunch of different funny friends who care about them and want them to fall in love. Uh, and they kissed at the end of season three. Oh, God. Well, here's the thing, right? Well... In the beginning, it's like Kaguya-sama Love is War is like a 
anime about like kind of like stupid death note where it's like oh i'll make a stupid <laughs> like, plan to like this is why i fell in love with it in the first place I'm like i'll get him to sure. confess to me and i'll take this potato chip and eat it or whatever but over time <laughs> over the last couple of seasons it's uh not been that it's more been like wacky hijinks and i think that is kind of a you know reflection on like the ice kuguya like persona that uh kuguya has where it's like oh i'm just like cold and calculating like i should be- make him confess to me kind of like mentality but it's all not, not all there because it's like she still wants like you know the romance and like the really girly stuff but she's too proud to admit it yeah um i think there's a one of the things that is a bit of a bummer to me is i do wish i'd seen it as a theatrical release like i don't necessarily mean like i i feel like i wish i'd gone to a theater but i want that cut of it because this cut of it has, you know, breaks it into four episodes and has an intro and outro every time. And in that format, I end up really frustrated how intensely focused this is on Kaguya and Miyuki to the detriment of the other characters. Whereas if it was just a movie, all one one thing, I don't feel like I would be as distracted by that. Yeah, it's basically a two-person character study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of disappointed to this because I was already talking about my boy Ishigami and how a uh, mm-hmm. character is not an incel, unlike some people in this call who uh, say he is. But, um. What? <laughs> wow. Whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. first of all, don't misgender me. Second. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, to be fair, so to be. Cl- we always like to joke in Harry's Discord avatar is Ishigami. He does actually have a lot of characteristics similar to Ishigami. That used to be derogatory, but Ishigami, like, pretty early in the show, becomes, like, such a nuanced version of, like, what does that guy grow up into? How does he become, like, a nice person who cares about people and taking care of himself? And that's the stuff where I relate him to Harry, where I'm like, oh, Harry is, like, somebody who Mm -hmm. got out of being a shitty teenager and is, like, a really great person now. Boom. Mic dropped. Uh, but my point, I guess, was is uh, so in the manga, right? It is kind of like it is kind of like a how do I say it? like a dual kind of uh, like they do focus on like the Christmas party and then uh, Shogun and Kaguya's party, but then it's more of like a you'll find out like after they all get back from break like what happened and then they have flashback towards it. So I think that's mm-hmm. going to lead up to season, uh, into uh, season four there. Mm-hmm. If they do a season four, I mean, they might. I mean, it was, certainly seems like it was successful enough, but I don't know. Just the the choice to make this a movie. Very often, to me, when you do this kind of like big narrative beat as a movie, that's like, uh, you know, and the series is over. This is our capper. Is very often how it's used. Right. It's and like um, that's actually. Sorry, that's actually what I appreciate about this uh, entire series, where like most. Uh, well, that's the reason why I dropped the uh, Komi-san can't communicate because I got sick of reading two hundred chapters. I'm like, oh, will he actually ad- admit that he likes her? Who find out next week? And I'm like, I don't want to read this anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, this is kind of like you know, uh, like what happens after the big romantic kind of like thing happens, and like they clearly define boundaries and they clearly like list out what they like about each other, and then it goes on for another like a hundred chapters gonna be like six mm-hmm. seasons of this i'm happy the big moment doesn't end the story it's about what happens afterwards it's about how people react to it and it's rea- it's about how getting that first kiss doesn't mean that this relationship is happening 
like and that's like what a lot of part one of this movie is 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 kaguya asking her friends like how far into this or how long after the first kiss do you consider yourself in a relationship with someone or does that just happen does it mean anything like she's obsessing over it and again like you were mentioning six that like oh this is in four parts because that's Crunchyroll's release model uh that made me feel like I was going bananas watching part one and there was an 11 I counted it 11 straight minutes of jokes about Chibi Kaguya and I was like is this what this movie is so we're just gonna do jokes about how she's so tired and burnt out that she doesn't feel like herself anymore and then by the time I got to part two and part three I was like oh that is the point that is like the narrative point that this is making is that you're trying to reconcile the different parts of yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you watch it as a 20 minute anime episode, you're like, this su- This is so bo-. like, it's funny. I like the gags and the, the button on the gag is that eventually uh, uh, Miyuki does the same thing where he also goes chibi mode and somebody walks in on them and just sees the two of them like, <laughs> like yelling each other's names at each other, but they look normal. They're no longer, like super deformed as the narrator says and i was like okay they they're like putting little uh the the movie has like ups and downs that correspond with the end of the episodes is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i feel like my points are all over the place though i don't know where to where to drill in i mean i i feel like part of why they're able to do that is because i mean the the whole format of it has been like this entire series has been affected by the manga where it is broken into these little like not one-off, but these little, like, self-contained stories, yeah. usually. Sometimes they're multiple-part, but there's always a, like, at the end of these stories, which is usually three per episode, there's always, like, a, and here's, like, your closing beat, like, a, a really good joke, or a really, like, poignant moment, or both, at the end of every single one of these. And so you can stop at any point, and so yeah. it works pretty well for that. But I do think, like, I would have been annoyed enough if i'd watch this movie with the way they like faint at addressing ishigami and his character stuff and then don't actually um doing it in this form is as you say like just it it drives me crazy Mm -hmm. like you have some drama around like his relationship with miko and whether he's going to go to this party and and it's just like the only resolution you get on that, not resolution, you don't get any resolution. The only like way that's addressed again is a like grainy, like version of a scene from the manga that is incredibly loaded out of context. Which part are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the like. <laughs> the one where they're on the bed, right? Yes. Yes. I'm, t- I'm talking about when you get a brief view of Tsubame and Ishigami like in a love hotel and that's wildly out of context oh i did not catch that i know that they had a thing or maybe had a thing but i didn't know that that went somewhere yeah 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 i think those places um and it's and it's like it feels to me it feels really like i haven't read that bit i have been told what that bit is and even just being told i'm sure it's better in execution it's like that's a real disservice to ishigami to show it like that Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense, and I think it's really good for his character. Yeah, and I, yeah, but... I have had, I, I relate. I guess I don't get too personal on this, but I understand what he goes through in that kind of character arc. But also, um, yeah, I think that's actually a very big disservice to what that entire uh, series is, where it's like you know, Shirogane is not the most interesting character in that universe. No, I think it's uh, 
I, I do appreciate how like you know all these side characters are like fleshed out and developed like i kind of really enjoy like you know uh uh Hayasuka, like getting like really mad and flustered about like you know like basically like uh you getting to kiss before she does mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. you know like maki shio is you know my queen of uh you know forever alone <laughs> and she gets so sad that she goes to india which is very <laughs> funny to me yeah it's a really cool fleshed out care like world where all these like side characters could have their own spinoff it's just yeah if, yeah if i have any complaint of the film it's exactly like that you we don't get enough of of these fun characters these side people uh because mm-hmm. in the show sometimes like you said because it's so bite-sized it's it's mimicking the manga you'll get an, a little segment that's just about like hayasaka and her personal life and her time at home or someone random like fucking kashiwagi or something uh but in this it's like we have no time we have to get straight to resolving the issues at the center of that kiss and why it happened uh mm-hmm and when you break it up like that, it feels weird. Like this is a movie that is existing in the middle of a manga. It's 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 an arc in itself. I've I've heard that not a lot of people loved this this arc of the manga. Like it's a little slow paced in the in the manga, but in the anime it goes a little bit quicker at least. But it's weird watching it and the Crunchyroll titles are literally like Kaguya about, about Kaguya Shinomiya Part Three. Like the beginning of this movie is a part three of something from season two or season three or whatever. Uh, it's actually really funny. They do the same uh, chapter naming conventions in the manga too. Of like, you know, what does like you know could you think part four or whatever? Mm-hmm. It just it's it's an interesting thing. Like it's kind of hard to square this movie as anything other than it's just the ne- it's technically the next four episodes. That's how you have to kind of think about it. Did I only watch the Demon Slayer movie? I did Demon Train. Yeah, yeah seems, it feels very much like the Demon Slayer movie of like, you know, this is a movie that is cool, flowing seamlessly, but also can be very easily cut up to four parts for people who don't want to pay and want to catch up. It's, it's probably going to be the first four seasons, first four episodes of season four. Because I, I feel hmm. like, you know, when we're watching Crunchyroll, that first opening is like clearly production for a new season. Yeah, they wouldn't make that, that intro and outro just for four episodes. They would keep that. Well, but they could make it for a movie. I suppose, like just ha- in the if you actually watch this in theaters, it plays once at the beginning. I mean, yeah, it plays the opening and then it plays the old closing credits. I mean, I, that seems totally feasible to me. Maybe, um, but I, I I see what Harry's saying. Like the Demon Train movie is great, and then I try where I actually fell off of Demon Slayer was the anime adaptation of it because it's so much slower and like just sluggishly paced, and that's the last thing that Demon Slayer needs is to be slower. So I burned out on that show because of that. Um, but coming back to this, uh, first part is funny. I like Chibukaugia. I like how uh, Chika reacts to that whole situation and how much she loves cute things. I used to deeply, deeply identify with, with Chika. I think there's a part in this episode where I was like really annoyed with her, which is the whole gag about sugar and how she needs to start running again because Kaguya is being a dick and telling her like you shouldn't be enjoying sugar this much. And mm-hmm. her gag is just relegated to like, I gotta go for a run because I'm gonna get fat. And I was like, I hate, I hate that it's giving fat phobia. It's giving this like grossness. But the point of that is also like, Kagi is being mean to other people and doesn't know how to reconcile her emotional. Yeah, problems. I don't think the show thinks she's fat. No, and I don't no. think like. I mean, I, I I understand why it would like like 
inspire that reaction it you know given how the world treats you know folks like us but like i feel like in the moment it's more just like we need to have this cartoon shot of her leaving the scene and this is a funny way to get there is the intention you know i I also appreciate how chica's also kind of a dick in this it's Mm -hmm. like very much uh they, they kind of do round off her edges a little bit in the anime from what i've noticed there's a manga where she's like, you fucking loser. You're not going to a Christmas party. Come to, come to my house instead. <laughs> to Ishigami and uh, Miko. Mm-hmm. Well, what was always fascinating about... We're on this is the Chica minute. Um, what was always fascinating to me about her is the implication that, like, yeah, she's a gag character. Yeah, she's, like, you know, cute. But she has her own life. She has friends and, like, hobbies completely outside of the student council and about these two weird straight people. And she just does her own thing. And then, then she comes in and, like, intersects with their lives. And, again, we, like, don't see much of that at all in the movie. Um, that was the stuff where I really liked Chica as a character. Uh, but she's, yeah, they they do round off her edges, I can tell. And I would like to, I, I'm, that's something I'm really curious to read in the manga, is how they handle her. I like how she says, like, when they go to their uh, her house, like, I'm the most normal person in my family. And, like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? <laughs> um... Yeah, I think Chica is a... I think she does a really good job of being the static character in that uh, show. Where it's like, you know, weird, wacky hijinks, but, you know, Chica's generally like the quote-unquote straight man, yeah. In the, like, comedy dynamic. I feel like it's mostly, like, you know, it's a weird version of it because she's very often, like, the source of the joke, but it's more that she is, like she is a constant right like sure she's like she tells gags or is the source of gags but like she is not this constantly shifting identity if there's any character whose reaction you can predict to anything it's going to be chica's for sure yeah um moving along i I didn't get much out of part two this is like the serious section in stark contrast to part one's like heavy comedy Uh, we do get the walk and the attempt to have the conversation between our two main characters about like the kiss and stuff and it just doesn't really go well and we also Mm -hmm. established that this movie is going to end on christmas eve which to my understanding has more emotional significance in japan yeah i believe it it's pretty cool actually yeah it is like christmas christmas as like christmas and christmas eve as like a couple's thing is very because like Christianity. Christianity's not that big over there. And yeah. so but like but Christmas is marketed so hard by the West that it becomes important anyway, but like you don't give a shit about what its supposed meaning is, and so you're like, okay, well we'll come up with our own meaning for it. You know, Christmas yeah, t- Eve is the most KFC. Sorry, about some KFC yeah. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it too. Uh Christmas Eve is considered the Valentine's Day of Japan. It's the most romantic day of the year. So that's why of course they're gonna build to that. Like the first season of the show ends on like a summer festival. And because, of course, it does. And this season, this quote-unquote season ends on Christmas Eve. So they always like to... And, and also, didn't season three end on, like, a school festival? They love to end on big events. And so we're building towards yeah. that event. And people are worried. They're worried about it. How are we going to handle it? What is our relationship? Um, and then we get into part three, which, again, we get a little bit more of the ensemble. And we start talking more in detail about the masks. Like, Kaguya's different personas are talking to each other in, like, a courtroom within her mind. And it gets a very cerebral but also really funny... Uh, I, I feel like it does some things here, like through two and three, it does things that I both like and and dislike, I guess, right? Where I, first of all, I do like 
the way the way she ultimately frames it right is uh Kaguya, like later on and, and finally in the fourth part here is that she is partially taking her mask off because she's like i need to you know i need to see that you can love me even when i'm not you know putting on this very likable face um and i think that's you know emotionally like meaningful and and i appreciate that um i think it plays some havoc with the show however in ways like it is cool to get to see what would be in the beginning of the show, like comedy bits of like, oh, Kaguya really wants him to hold his, him to hold her hand. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is not really com- like it's still there's always sort of a little bit of a tone of comedy in the show. But in large part, that sh- that scene is not comedy. It is kind of like anxiety inducing horror for Miyuki. I think it's also all right. So this is going to be the, you know, the family guy moment of the show. But <laughs> You ever see that one like Family Guy clip of like, uh, like men we don't know what we did? No. Okay, no. it's a scene of like, oh, like, hey, can you walk me to class? And it's like, sure, I'll see you there. And then she jumps out a window. He's like, you're awful. Oh. And it's like, but it's basically that that entire scene is like Miyuki kind of like not wanting to fuck it up, even though so he doesn't want to fuck it up so bad that he like misreads obvious signs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really interesting uh, dynamic of like, wow, this is actually, as a cis heteronormative guy, I'm like, well, I have experienced kind of like mixed messages. And it's like, well, you know, it, it's, it's two people not co- communicating clearly, but like not in this like unrealistic like anime way, but it's just like two dumbass teenagers who like don't want to make their feelings clear and therefore send mixed messages of like, oh, may- maybe you should do this. Like it's like flirting, but like without... Um, yeah, knowing it's flirting, how to but, flirt intentionally. Yeah, or no, or no one knows how to flirt well, or and no one knows how to receive it well, and that's also because of them not like taking off their masks. And I get that, and I think that's valuable. But they hit that beat like five times in a row. Mm-hmm. It's like you have like over and over these instances of like, oh, she puts on the, you know, she puts on the perfume and there's like, oh, wait, did you want to talk to me? Did you want me to leave? What are we doing here? This like just keeps happening, and I think. There's a version of this where either it is like it is amplifying the comedy or it is amplifying the emotion. To me, it just got a little. It the pacing felt bad. It's well, well a lot of it isn't like forward momentum here. That's why part three, I, I it's probably my favorite part of the movie, is like a little slow because it's just all like uh, we're talking, we're thinking, we're reflecting internally. Uh, I guess things should probably happen. It's very weird. Well, I think it kind of does play into the central thematic of, like, wow, I think I'm a terrible person because you're clearly leading on this person who, like, wants yeah. to, like, be with you. And it's kind of the subconscious kind of, like, I'm pushing somebody away because I don't want to, like, hurt him. Mm-hmm. Kind of sub- subliminally. subliminally. That word's hard. I do like that part three where he faints because of the pressure and she kind yeah. of, like, oh, shit, I, maybe I have been playing too hard to get it and I think I'm a bad person for this. Exactly. Also, like... The, the grandpa the the grandpa doctor who's like <laughs> who like comes in and it's like your your lovesick is like oh fucking shoot me like twice and yeah. it's like well I I think that's a really cool scene where like a doctor comes in like you know you're lovesick and then he kind of like vents out his like frustrations about like I gotta be this perfect guy and like the doctor's about to reaffirm him right mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like you know you should keep putting on your mask but like the girl like the like the woman the female nurse is like oh actually I think that's super hot to be vulnerable. Which is a good positive message. Right. 
Mm-hmm. The doctor scene is really funny. I was just going to say before that, like, th- this, like, whole 10-minute section is both characters looking inward and going, fuck, am- not only am I an asshole, but also, like, why can't I just be the person that he wants or that she wants? Why am I incompatible with the person I like? Which, you know, all of us here are, are like, adults, but I can remember being a teenager and having a crush on people and being, like, I don't understand why we don't work. Why can't I switch these two action figures together? And it's just, like... You, f- you blame yourself when you're that young and you're that vulnerable as opposed to thinking like, oh, maybe we just don't work and that's okay. So he like talks to his doctor who's like, I had a child at 17. We have a brief cut that suggests that, yes, that kid goes to their school, by the way. What? <laughs> and I think it's important, <laughs> though, that this doctor is like, hey, you're stressed. Like, uh, Miyuki, like the fact that you live your life, like burying yourself in stress is going to affect your physical health over time. And we get a little bit of backstory that I don't know if the anime up to this point has given us. Miyuki basically says, you know, if I don't give it my all, I'm worthless. Very common, like young, stressed out student mindset. And then also talking about when he first came to the school and the first time he felt perceived because he always felt invisible. He always felt like I'm just the poor kid that nobody looks at, that nobody talks to, and nobody acknowledges that I exist. And that Shinomiya like saw him, that Kaguya saw him was the origin of his crush. It's like, oh, she actually sees me. And it's like, oh, this is not just like we like each other because we're attracted to each other or uh, we are, you know, positions of power. It's like, no, you see me in a way that other people don't see me, which I thought was like so important for the show going forward to explain that little aspect. Yeah, I like the, um, this is kind of small detail where it's like, she, he's like a first year student council member and like the, like one of the senior like senpais like gives him kind of like the wrong advice but like it's what advice that like she thinks is best of like you know be a man make her notice you you know like try your hardest and that's kind of a like and like never show weakness which is kind of a bad thing but it's like through the uh expectation of like oh i'm a teenager too and so i think guys like should be Mm. I, i think a lot of the a lot of the realness in this show is like this is what like teenagers do. They like talk to their fr- friends, and be like, "Oh, I don't know what to do," you know. Yeah, and sometimes your friends in school give you really bad advice. That <laughs> just happens. Yeah, I, I mean, I I've never talked to uh, my friends about my problems, but sometimes I do it for a friend of mine, you know. Yeah, who has problems? Uh, it's like this is about a friend of mine. You see, for sure, definitely about a friend of yours. For if the metaphor of masks and playing characters wasn't. Uh, beaten over your head enough the end of part three is great it's a whole little bit where Hayasaka says let's do a little role play where I'm a boy there's so much gender stuff happening here that I'm fascinated by like Kaguya saying it's not real unless you put on men's clothing and I'm like what's going on (laughs) this is so (laughs) odd Ah! and then she puts on a uh, uh, a mask of uh, of the guy why do I always forget Miyuki's name I feel so bad he's half of the show um, they call him Prez half the time anyway. Though. They do. They don't just well, say anything. It's, and it's also like ninety percent of people. It's like either is either Kaicho or it's like Shirogane, right? Yeah. Whereas Kaguya, you get every version of her name, and so it makes it easier. Shinomiya, Kaguya, exactly. Um, and the fact that under the mask she's texting him the answers so that he can understand. This is like like something teenagers would dream of being able to do. It's like I wish I could talk to my crush without talking to them, basically. Uh, and have a person in the middle like go it's you know it's the thing in middle school where you like tell someone back and forth like i think that person's cute can you tell them uh except they don't know that they're doing it and shirakani makes a great point at the end of, of the part three that i wanted to talk about uh like 
Kaguya in that text conversation that, or the part that is texted says like, I, I really prioritize honesty. Like I want to be able, I want to be in a relationship where I can be my honest self. And Shiragani is like, well, actually you're able to say that because you're really privileged. Like you have everything in your life and you can be honest because you don't have anything to hide. You don't have any like skeletons or things you're embarrassed about. But when you're vulnerable or when you're struggling, like Shiragane is, being honest and vulnerable is like fucking scary and makes you feel like you're not going to be loved if you're honest with people. And that's definitely something I've felt in my life before. Mm -hmm. uh do we agree with him by the way that like being honest is hard when you're not doing well or how do we how do we take that whole scene i just i don't think it's kind of copium in that sense of like <laughs> you know i mean I, I mean i don't know i don't want to say he also is kind of insane in that aspect of like writing like i have to beat like shinomiya all over like the walls you know like mm -hmm. some like jack nicholson shit <laughs> and I, I think it's kind of like, you know, he's not being honest with himself of like, I need to be the best at something. Otherwise, no one will ever love me. And I think that's a very toxic mentality to have. But haven't we all had it at some point? Yeah, for sure. And I, th I think the other part of it that I that I would push back on, right, for this fictional character um, is the like the supposition that because Kaguya has all this like opening up is is easy it's like maybe it's easier like if you want to say this is not not totally equivalent but like i think like everybody puts on a front and for everybody choosing to take that front down is hard i can believe that it's harder when you start to invest so much in what the front gets you mm -hmm. but like you know and i'm i like I'm not trying to sit here being like, you don't understand how hard it is for rich people, right? But, like, Kaguya has had a pretty traumatic, like, upbringing, and it leads her to drive people away. And it is not like, it is not like, oh, if I am honest about myself and show you that I'm secretly a klutz, maybe you'll hate me. It's like, no, if I'm honest about myself and show you that I objectively drive people away... Like, that's a scary thing for her to do. Yeah. For sure. So a lot of then part four is like, okay, we've laid ourselves bare. We know what we want. How do we communicate that to the other person? And where do we go from here? Answering the question that the movie is presenting. Uh, and I think that it's just like, it's also interesting. I want to mention here, like the intro to this, right? Like the intro to this, this movie and the intro to the seasons is like, actually pretty smart you know we always the, the theme songs to kage summer are always so good and like catchy but they're really um loud like broadway musical it's them like dancing and performing and i think this is not to like english class this but when i was watching this last one i was like oh i totally get it now that's what it feels like to them to worry so much about this stuff it feels like they're in like a fucking drama or a musical because they're like oh, i'm 16 and this girl matters way too much to me uh christmas eve is the most important holiday of all time as we get this like montage then of uh, everybody getting, and I love that every single frame of it they write non non alcoholic in the bottom right as everyone's partying and stuff. <laughs> and it's also like over the course of these ops for the anime, we have gradually moved away from the like <laughs> murder imagery, right? Because their attitude towards this process and this relationship has changed, right? Like it has been a thing they've been doing the whole time, and at this point where we started at like basically like love is the cold war mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. 
um not not just not just any war this is espionage and stealth assassination to try and get our our way Mm -hmm. and at this point it is love is show love is performance Um, exactly and i think the sort of the gradienting there is smart i do miss the starship troopers bit at the ending credits last (laughs) season now it was pretty good so fucking good uh but yeah this all builds up to their finally having a talk and then another big kiss uh, it's the first kiss that never ends. It's the title of the movie, as the narrator points out, uh, or says. Uh, mm-hmm. And we get a little bit more conversation about like what they want out of each other. Somewhere along the line, I worry that you would have deserted me, like this fear of being left alone if I if I if we were too vulnerable with each other. It's all very like sappy but good stuff here, and uh, I forget who says this line. I want to become someone who can love themselves. I think that's Kaguya. Probably. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. When she's yeah. like breaking out of her proverbial shell. Yeah. And then all the shells are like, no, I'm the one who self-actualized. No, me. And it's like, it's the whole point is it's all of us. You are all of yourselves. That uh, is that point of like, you know, like Ice Kaguya and her like own mental like courtroom. Because I could tell because it's, I, I played Ace Attorney. It looks like a Japanese quarter. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the, oh. Yeah. Wow, I didn't get that. I was wondering why there was someone there with a gavel, Harry. Guy, a guy who's only played Ace Attorney <laughs> voice. Wow, I'm really getting Ace Attorney vibes from this romance. We was only played uh, the judge card in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Um, don't laugh at that. That was terrible. Um, yeah, they're all kind of holistically saying that uh, they're all kind of the people that they're all facets of yourself. Anyway, like it's like a it's the concept of dramaturgy, like this um like sociology thing that we all perform things for people whether we like it or not, like throughout every day. Like, yeah. you know, if you clean your room, it's like oh, I'm cleaning my room because I want to be have the appearance towards others as like a cleanly, like reliable person. Right. I don't care yeah. that my room is clean. I want my room to look clean for people. Yeah, or like the way you perform in front of other people, like make them like you or whatever. You're always always wearing masks, even if you're not realizing it. Yeah, this this stuff is like really high level for a comedy romance anime, in my opinion. Uh, if I'm being honest, after we get the scene on you know the very end of Christmas Eve where co- they they exchange presents and they sort of sort things out, I had a fine time watching it i think everything after it is kind of sappy and empty yeah it's the end of a movie i i know but i mean i even honestly like like i'm I'm also i'm disagreeing with you i even think though like okay now all of our identities are like oh come on guys i, just, I, I that didn't really work it for doesn't me. feel like the ending of literal. a series yeah because if it was the ending then yeah it's unsatisfying but it's like this is one time out of a million that they're going to be like, I think I figured myself out and then give them a month and they're all both going to be like, ah, oh, shit, uh, that's not even what I want because that's how growing up works. But I mean, you also get like them like kissing and like dissolving into magical sunlight as the announcers like, but maybe true love is real. That's pretty ending of yeah. a series. But we know it's not. We, we know it's not the ending of the manga. We don't know what's going on with the anime. We don't know if there will be more. I would be unsatisfied if this was the ending of the anime. Because I agree, it um, feels a little bit savvy. You should probably read the manga, then. <laughs> yeah, I did. I think you should read the manga. Um, I, I do kind of... At the mall... I, I do think there's one scene, actually, like I cut out from the manga that takes place during this. is like, 
that I do like, you know, coming as a Ichigami stan, but like there's a scene of like you know how Kaguya like treats like uh Shirade like complete garbage, like yeah. when she's in the ice persona. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because like to buy the gift that she brings to the party, she brings along Ishigami, and they have like really like interesting heart to heart, and like they like mm. talk about each other's feelings and like oh like reaffirm, and they're like a senpai kohai kind of like relationship that I think is really tender because it's not like a not like a you know comedic like haha I'm gonna abuse you, but more like a equals kind of a relationship there. Which is something she gets with other characters on occasion. Uh, Miyuki certainly gets more often than her, but she basically never gets with Ishigami. Well, you can get that so, with like the the training arc, uh, like season three, I think. But I think it's really cool, like fleshing out both both their characters. You don't really get to see the dynamics of you know just them hanging out. You know, I think it's really cool, and it tells a lot about their characters' uh, personalities. Yeah. So you're saying I can't just read um, the manga from here. I have to still read from the beginning to get all the context. On a certain uh, legal website, uh, they'll tell you uh, what chapters are not covered by the manga. Oh, uh, I you could probably go look it up if you find it. Uh, you know, if you find if you look up enough, you could probably find it. Sure. Okay. I just want the Ishigami chapters. I think still my favorite. I think my favorite scene of this whole thing is when Ice Kaguya is is asking for advice and is like, "So I'm in love with Shiragane, right? I want. Did you want me to pretend like you've known this whole time? We could waste time with yeah. that, or you know, <laughs> everybody and their mom. Very knows, good scene, literally. God, I'm looking at screenshots. Is the Ishigami training arc the best arc of this fucking story? Total. <laughs> it's so goddamn good. I mean, I personally think it's more of interesting thing then i guess i i mean i'm a little biased so like the character and his story sure, a lot sure. but it's a lot more it's a lot more relatable to what i went through and what most people go through mm-hmm. i feel in like high school and like the early 20s of like kind of like because you know like like uh kaguya and like uh, uh the prez are all like super like smart super intelligent like top of their kind of like you know like class kind of thing mm-hmm. but like ishigami is just a dude and he has a crush on a on a hot girl mm-hmm. and also maybe someone else that is next to him is has a crush on him oh. who knows and i think it, 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 it's a lot more relatable because this is normal people problems look at that sweet boy tell me that it's... is this the real problem is this why i'm disagreeing with you all is because because for me romance is not a, pro- a problem i care about or deal with i mean i enjoy it in fiction well, but like it is also stuff i never deal with well but that's why that's another reason that ishigami is so fun as a character is his story i mean now in the later seasons is about romance yes but in the beginning a lot of it was like okay I, people like me and people want to be friends with me i need to stop being so self-defeating and such a dick to people because like i want to invite friendship into my life it's not about love mm-hmm. now it is like you're saying but uh i think he started out as something like harry said that a lot if the, us on this call can relate to a little bit more it's like learning mm-hmm. to be nice to yourself and to stop saying things like i'm gonna kill myself or uh, i fucking <laughs> suck <laughs> harry play like, of legends yeah like or, or i don't know i kind of felt that like you know, this is the one scene. I, this is gonna be the Ishigami pod, but like, good. There's that one scene in uh, like season three where he's like, "I'm so fucking mad at the top 50, You know? Yeah. Like, like it makes me want to like tear my goddamn hair out, kind of thing. And like, I kind of feel 
everyone felt that, you know? Yes. He's just like me for real. Uh, Shigami Sideshow. When? Is there an arc where he does a comedy club? Oh, this is from season three. I've seen this. I should rewatch the whole anime. Or I'll just read the mango. There you go. This is easy. Um, well, when Aka Akasaka, I, I butcher that, uh, stops writing Oshi no Ko, maybe we'll get an Ishigami spinoff. Oh, the writer? Yeah. Anyway, uh, watch uh, Oshi no Ko. It's uh, pretty good. I, I've read that too. Uh, first episode's out. Maybe the second one will be out by the time this gets published. But uh, same writer by Kaguya-sama. A little bit more serious, a little bit more uh, idol-focused. But yeah, really good. Aka Akasaka. There it is. Um, yeah, I would like to read Love is Horror and continue with this storyline and see where these characters are going. Because, again, just like what started out as a funny romance gag story, manga anime has become like a nuanced depiction of young love and a friendship. I'm like, ugh, I'm emotionally invested, damn it. Yeah. It's been going and for a I... while. 2018 is when the manga started. Yeah. Pretty wild. I think it's really interesting to see more romance like anime and manga go past like oh i i got the girl now yeah. what you know i'm sorry 2015 and, damn even longer Jeez. um if you want to see more of that i think there is like a yuri manga called how do we we how do we relationship where mm. it's about like the first chapter is them like what if we dated haha <laughs> jk unless and then they did and then they do and it's kind of interesting to see where that goes yeah i like kaguya-sama when they get past the premise because the premise of like we can't admit our love to each other or else that's like what episode one of season one is about as soon as they get past that and they're like oh what what else do we do it's where the show shines and i imagine other stories can lean into that more yeah i kind of wish it was a little bit more like dumb death note for a little longer but i think it's a natural development because you can't keep like you can't keep up with mistakes like that you know no you have to well i mean you can also, I mean, this is not the nature of their relationship as we've seen it in this movie, so I understand. But there was a real potential to continue, like, dumb death noting after you're in a relationship. You can do a dumb death note to see who has to pick up the kid from soccer practice. I mean, you know. You just keep going with that. There's, op- there's opportunities here. Oh, yeah. Well, it's really funny. You know like how the, like, the how cute, like, trauma trigger is, yeah. like, <laughs> there? Like, well... Uh, I don't want to spoil it a little bit too much, but when they do become a couple, it's like, oh, God, maybe I should break up. <laughs> maybe I'll break up with you because of this, like, kind of, uh, you know, thing that I do. I think it's really funny. Interesting. Yeah, the the formula for, chi- for Chibi Kaguya is, like, sleep deprivation plus uh, being shut down plus big kiss moment plus <laughs> minus anger or whatever equals... Yeah, and it, it's, like, weirdly makes sense. You're weirdly, like, you know what? Sometimes I do just, like, resort briefly to a kind of childlike dummy state because I'm too exhausted and frustrated to be normal. I totally get that. Not that I become a small ball like she does, but, you know, neither here nor there. Any other thoughts about the movie, though? I just think the the approach to the side characters was strange. I think for for Chica and and you know her her little sister, it works okay. Yeah. But for basically all the other side characters, I feel like they're in it just enough to make you wonder why they're not in it more. You needed to go more or less on on all of them, basically. 
mm-hmm. in a in a way that just makes it feel a little weird to me. I think it needed like yeah, it definitely needed like a palate cleanser for sure. All right, the show has that. The movie just doesn't give itself time to do that at all. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think it doesn't. It's despite thinking that pretty much everything there is is pretty good. You know, a, a few issues pointed out. I think the main problem is just that the story is much better paced for a show than for a movie. Yeah, I think I would have been a little bit disappointed if I had seen this in theaters, like sitting through like two hours of this, where it's like, well. I, I do like the visual gags. It's still really, you know, creative and funny. That's also a reason why maybe you should watch the anime, too. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely kind of like... It's good. It just kind of wraps up the one central point, but it takes two hours to get there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's that's all of our thoughts on that. Uh, Harry, you never get to do this. We're going to make you go first. Uh, where can people find you and, and your stuff on the internet, if anywhere? Uh... Nowhere, but you can find Six Detmore and uh, Alan on. Well, okay, shit. <laughs> fly my private Twitter. Six who has a last name. Fly Alan, who first. Does not. <laughs> wow. Well, okay, Six. Fair you enough, can find yeah. you can find on scanlinemedia.com and Alan. You can find on Chat's Pod. I think I got that right. Hopefully, sure. fingers crossed. That's our Twitter account yeah. and our website. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you want to find me personally, you can go to at 6 Detmar on Twitter, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. I keep my DMs open so I can hear from you. And also lots of bots. Leaving that silence in. All right. <laughs> Sick. Perfect. Take it easy, folks. All we'll right. catch you another time. Bye-bye. Bye. Read the manga. Or else.
I'm not afraid.